Everyone, welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cockmore. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenley. Good morning, Rob. Uh, how are you? Doing terrific, Todd. It's great to be back with the with the new media show. You know, talking about all of the dirt and gossip, and uh, I think there's going to be some some teachings today, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, what's kind of funny here is, you know, we, uh, as we've told everyone for many, many, you know, many, many times, we do no show prep. We just show up and go. But this morning when I rolled out of bed at 440 in the morning to, you know, get the studio ready and everything, the, uh, I I came into the um, office and, you know, what do you do? You load email up and you make sure the world sky isn't falling for anything that's, you know, happened in the five or six hours you've been asleep and then you go on the face bags and you know see if you can you know if there's anything going on over there and and i was immediately (laughs) this is a word no grown adult should use you should never use the word triggered but but i was triggered (laughs) this morning and um it, it really set in motion some things that makes me want to have a little chat today about uh, the podcasting space and where we're at and where we where we were. So I actually entitled the show today, Time Machine. (laughs) (laughs) So is it a way back machine or a way forward machine? Oh, it's a way back machine. We're going to go back. But let me just explain first. um, And we got so much stuff to go through. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but we could probably spend 90 minutes on this topic alone. But so, you know, go on and I'm reading the face bags and there's someone that is just scorching the earth on Podbean over Spotify submissions. And, you know, we've been getting more and more emails from podcasters, even us saying, why am I not in Spotify yet? And we're like, calm down. We send them an email back responding that they've put a global uh, global podcast distribution partner network hold on, you know, no one's getting into the, uh, yeah. uh, into Spotify. And matter of fact, Spotify stats are running behind It's 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 their listings aren't updating. It's, it's, it's a mess. And, um, <laughs> well, it's our fault, you know? So this morning, this individual was, scorching the earth on Podbean, not satisfied with their, their response to saying that, you know, telling them the same thing. And, um, so I, I, initially I started to write in, in this Facebook post, the normal response that we send podcasters to kind of like, you know, and everyone else had been saying the same thing to this individual but I got mm-hmm. to the point where I finished it and I'm like, you know, let's be frank. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's be frank. Rob, what year did you start your podcast? A uh, very, very first podcast? Yeah. 2004. Okay. So I started mine in 2004. Now, Rob, let's let's just take the time machine. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's go back in time. We need a sound effect for that. Uh-huh. So, so did you? Um, did you submit to iTunes? Uh, no. <laughs> well, I mean, eventually I did. Oh well, no, because no. yeah. guess what? It, it it existed, but what didn't exist? 
there was no, there was nothing else out there. Oh, okay. oh, oh, so you're following my track here. Did you, yeah. did you post that you launched a show on Facebook? Uh, no. <laughs> Why not? Because <laughs> there was no Facebook. How, oh, okay. How about Twitter? Uh, Twitter came out of a podcasting company that failed. <laughs> Instagram. Did you post your show to Instagram? No, Instagram oh, okay. was many years in the okay, future. So what social media platform did you use in 2004 to promote your show? My website. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. And you can't have a website, Rob. So what social media, what, what thing did you use to promote your show? Uh, probably, <laughs> probably, um, <laughs> chat forums. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you you're you're following along here with my line of thought. AOL? <laughs> AOL? <laughs> MySpace maybe, right? Prodigy? Oh, there we go. Okay. So, my AltaVista? Oh, y- yeah, yeah, yeah. So my point it. exactly. Yeah. It didn't exist. It did not exist. <laughs> 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 so, oh, 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 and you know so what's your point, Todd? My point is <laughs> I want podcasters to think. I want them I want them to start thinking for themselves and say and and, and take I, I really want people to do a hard exercise. Take one hour. Take one hour. Get off your computer. Get off your computer. This is serious. I'm very, very serious. What would you do today to promote your current podcast if none of this stuff existed if there was and then i know this is hypothetical because it does but if it didn't if it didn't what would you do would would you what would you do without facebook without spotify without pandora without itunes or apple Podcasts? what would you do without all this stuff you know oh what would you do without your hosting provider you know um you know, yeah. what would you do, you know, and how that's would you exactly what I did when I started? I didn't have any of that stuff. I didn't, I had to handwrite my RSS feed too. Me too. So, yeah. So it was like, it was the beginning of the medium. It's sure, probably sure, not, sure. not, it's probably not entirely fair to, no, to no, force people back no, into that time. No. But I do appreciate your, your exercise here because <laughs> what it does is it takes people back to the foundations right. of what they're doing. And yeah. And thinking about, you know, how do I reach people if I don't have these crutches? And I would say that they're crutches in a way, um, because basics of marketing um, don't typically involve social media platforms. No, and, it's, and if you think about it a little bit here, just you know, just think about this exercise. Um, we're not asking anyone to give anything up. I wouldn't want to, you know. Thank God we got these tools today. Now, let's be frank. It makes yeah. things easier. Um, yeah. and that's you, the point, right? You know, and that's what the hosting <laughs> providers, and this is what we've done. We've tried to make it easier. So, yeah. but, but even in those early days, and I look at, and I've told this story a, a thousand times, and you've heard it, Rob, when I started my story was I was a blogger and a horrible one, a horrible one. <laughs> <laughs> if I was lucky, I had 300 people a week read my blog. Okay. You know, that was... Yeah. So yeah. when I became a podcaster, it changed the whole dynamic of what I was doing and who I was reaching. 
you know, and it goes really right back. And I think, you know, here's the prop I pulled. That should look familiar to you, right? Yeah, it does. Okay, so mm-hmm. this is <laughs> this is my book, and it's and uh, it's for those of you that don't know, it's uh, this is like log in the tooth. But actually, there's some some good scenarios in here on what to do if you are guess what don't have all these extra things to do, and and, and amazingly, the title of the book is called podcasting quote unquote the do it yourself guide hmm. the do it yourself guide the do it yeah. yourself because guess what we had to do we had to do it ourselves there was no one else yeah, yeah. there was no tutorials there was no there's none of that that was available well todd then there is no section in that book talking about social media either <laughs> and and it's also, you know, it's a good exercise only from the standpoint that I think what, what it does is it takes you back to the foundations of how to market your show. And, right. and I think, um, you know, certainly a website has a place in that. <clears throat> has a place. So, yeah. And, so, and, so I would say it's a probably lesser place than it was right. back then. Sure. Um, and then, the, and then corollary to that is the search engines, right? Google. Sir, yep. Search engines. And, and I talk about and, I talk about building networks in there, about cross promotion, all this stuff that we we had to do. Yeah. And we should probably say, if you're tuning into this and you were expecting to, to hear about a big guest that we had on the show, (laughs) I wanted to mention because that, that name Google came up. Right. Um, Well, that was going to be our guest. Yeah. Um, So, and we're not exactly sure when Google is going to appear, but uh, Google will appear on this show at some point in the next few weeks um, to talk to us about their strategies and what yeah. they're doing in the market with podcasting today. I There's, should we should have said that at the beginning. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we kind of got into the content, but yeah, wanted to just just share that because I did tease that out there, and people are maybe coming and saying, "Well, you know, who's this big guest that you have?" <laughs> Well, it's, it's coming. It's the, it's the gentleman that's kind of leading the current initiative at, at Google for, for podcasting in, in Android is going to join us on the show. I'm trying to negotiate that right now with him and I was hoping to get him today, but he's got some family commitments that got in the way. So, um, so at some point and over the next couple of weeks, um, hopefully. And if we need to do a special episode on a weekday when he comes in, we can do that too. So sure. Sure. We can work that out. So let, you know, you know, and also what am I holding my hands? So I, I, <laughs> I didn't have to go too far. Yeah. Uh, this was a premium product, 700 some, I can't remember how much were these. They were expensive. They were like five ninety nine, six ninety nine, yeah, something six, like that. They were expensive. And I'm holding a gen two 30 gigabit iPod in my hands. And, uh, you know, this was the premium podcast listing app in existence. And then we had other devices and I've got one. I see, I I have stuff in here to remind me of my roots. Yeah. I have some old, old smartphones around here too, that I've got an iRiver MP3 player and some stuff. Yeah. So, you know, it, I, I think the point here really without, you know, beating a dead horse is 
as podcasters, we we can't rely completely on golden bullets to build our shows. We can't rely on Apple Podcast and Android and Stitcher and and uh, yeah. you know all yeah. these distribution points to build our audiences. And you know how, how I built a hugely successful audience without without any um yeah. with only social media now now I'll, 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 let's put 50 percentage points advantage to being early let's just use let's use that as a comment you know i had a, mm-hmm. we probably had a, a, at least a 50 percent advantage being early but if yeah. you remember right it was the space exploded it didn't there was i don't know how long did it take to get us to a couple thousand shows it was it was almost instantly wasn't it yeah, I was. I, Apple launched with about two to three thousand shows um, in two thousand five, which was about six months after the medium actually started. So right. Apple was pretty quick on supporting podcasts. Yeah, July of '05 is when they came in. Um, and so was, I guess it was almost a year. I guess it was maybe a little under a year from the time when podcasting actually started to when Apple supported it. Um, and it and it grew fairly quickly. Yeah. Though Todd, I mean, I wouldn't say that it grew expo- exponentially fast. Right, right. I, mean, I mean, I think that there's a, this perception in the market right now, especially right now, that thinks that this medium is exploding. And, and I guess there's some evidence of it. I know that uh, it was just announced by Apple that we're now at uh, 550,000 uh, podcasts in the catalog now, um, whether active or inactive is not, um, they didn't talk about that either. Um, saying that there was 25,000 new podcasts, but since April, well, April, May, June, okay. which, which maybe that is an explosion, but it's an explosion in content. Um, and I, I always think about things, Todd, and I know we've talked about this many times on the show is that explosion to mean means listeners, right? Um, are we exploding in listeners? I don't know that we are. I think we're growing. Um, I would like to say that we're exploding in listeners and there's definitely an expectation in the market right now that we are exploding with listeners. But if we did in fact grow 25,000 shows in two months, um, I would consider that somewhat of a content explosion. And I would say, I hope that the listenership followed right along with that because if it didn't, we're, you know, I don't know what that means in the long run. Well, I, I would think, Based on what I've seen, I could say twenty five thousand since January, because yeah. uh, and not since April. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I think was it Apple said something about five hundred and twenty five thousand. No, yeah. they said five hundred fifty. They have five hundred fifty five thousand shows in their directory. Yeah, now right. But- when was their, their last announcement? Yeah. Their last announcement was, I think they said 525, but I thought you're right, Todd. I thought that they said that back in like January. So, so maybe, you know, maybe it's been 25,000 in three months. I don't, I don't think so. We've seen a, I will admit we saw a huge surge in January, February were some of the biggest growth months, at least internally for us, um, that we've ever had. So, um, I don't know, Todd. I mean, I think, you know, it's hard to tell, uh, what the growth is in on the, on the listener side. And I know 
folks like Google are focused on the listener side right now. Right. So, you know, and I think that's, I've, I've communicated to that to them, that that's the biggest area that this medium needs to improve on. Right. Is that we need to get more people listening. Yeah. Um, that's the key to making this work. I don't know that we need more content, um, at right now it's going to happen whether, you know, one way or the other anyway. Um, but, but it's just, you know, we have to support all those content providers. Also people are going to quit, quit their shows. Right. So, and, and that really brings me to like, the second thing is part of what, you know, it kind of leads into stuff I've been thinking about all week. I I made a post on the face bag saying, um, Face bag. Did you say face bag? Yeah, that's what I call it. Face bag. Um, I made a post on face bag the other day that I took, I, I, I've been trying to face bag can be pretty unhealthy. Um, yeah. and I've tried to take some besides looking at our forums and places where podcasters hang out. I've been trying to stay away from, from that platform just from a, it's just for me you know, to try to, you know, cause uh, I'm not saying I'm having mental health issues. I'm not saying that. So don't someone take that the wrong way, but I'm just saying for my mental good well being, I'm trying to take a little break from the face bag a little bit. Um, sure. And it, 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 it's still a predominant place where I have to hang out, but um, hanging out in the podcasting groups, I could, I could be in there 24 seven correcting um, perceptions and commentary, but then I'd turn into this, you know, this jerk, um, mm-hmm. this old curmudgeon that was in there, you know, going, well, 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 you should think this, you know, and, and but there's a lot of really, really bad advice being given right now. And I, and I don't care what, again, I don't care what platform you're on or how you're doing your show. And if you want a website or not, it's just some very bad, basic, fundamental advice. And, um, this is going to come back and hurt us. Well, let's, let's parse that out, Todd. What, what is the predominant bad advice that's out there right now? I mean, what are we seeing out there? I mean, I, I mean, I see the industry kind of shifting a little bit to talk a lot about, um, storytelling, right? Everybody's fixated on storytelling, 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 right? Which is, which is great. I'm not saying it's, it's horrible. I'm just saying that oftentimes, and I saw this on my trip to Europe, um, is that people get so fixated on that, that they think that that's the only content that they can make. Um, and, and that's what podcasting is all about. It's just a storytelling platform, which I guess if you really back up high enough and you look down on the medium, um, that's probably somewhat true. You know, every podcast that we do, you and I do, um, that I've always done, there's always been stories involved, right? Right. But I guess where, what I see happening out there too, is that people are thinking that if they're going to do a podcast, they have to get a staff of three people and <laughs> producers and editors and, <clears throat> and go out and do interviews and, and then come back and use you know, audition to put all these separate tracks in there and do all of this advanced editing and, and create this really unnatural audio experience. Right. 
in contrast to what we do here, right? Um, this is this is a stream of consciousness. This is a conversation. This is very real. This is very authentic. This is very who we are as people. Um, those other productions are contrived somewhat. Now, granted, the voices that are in those productions are real, but how they're put together is not natural, right? So there's two ends of the spectrum in the podcasting medium. And I found myself when I was in uh, Lisbon, Portugal, talking to this community of journalists and trying to make sure that they understood the spectrum of this medium and not just get fixated on, well, I want to be the next lore or I want to be the next uh, murder um, drama mystery or I want to tell this detailed production around um, um, some story, um, some new story. And, and so that's, that's what I've felt anyways. I felt this kind of this gravitational pull that the only good podcast is one that's highly produced. So, well, anyway. I, <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> we know yeah. the, you know, I don't have to tell my thoughts on that. If you've been here more than five episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah but it's come back up again, Todd. I well, mean, it's, it's, but it's again, like in, it's, it, it's like in my face. So day, in my right? opinion though, on that is great. You want to produce that? Knock yeah, yourself go out. Go for it. Yeah. Right. And if you want to be like a thousand dollars an episode, if you go. want to do that, knock yourself out. And if you want to do like I do and spend 10 minutes editing, knock yourself out. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's my opinion too. But there's people out there that I'm not sure that even realize that that's going on. So, Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, because they're so fixated on that storytelling stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. But I, I did, I did laugh. Balance. I did laugh the other day. Someone had actually got the content ready before they got anything else ready. I thought, well, that's a first. Usually, people are wrapped around the axle about getting all their technical stuff set up before they record anything. And and a couple of gals had actually recorded two or three episodes, and then we're trying to figure out how to make the tech work. I'm like. Yeah, that was good. I'm glad, you know, I'm actually was kind of happy because they actually recorded something. So, yeah. um, and I, I think the key here is there's no rules. Todd has his opinions. Uh, Rob, you have yours. Um, yeah, but, yeah. and, uh, but it's, I think in the end, we just, as if you're listening to this show and you encounter a new podcaster, I hope that you'll take tidbits of what both Rob and I have shared over the years and um, form your own opinion and then provide a guiding hand. I, Todd and Rob can't guide these podcasters, but people that are listening to the show that have been here for 209 episodes and know, have a PhD, I think, you know, I still learn stuff on podcasting. So if you've listened to this show for 209 episodes, you have a PhD in podcasting. You should be well qualified to go out and help a new podcaster get up, get running in the model that you think is successful and has worked for you. Um, because we can't do it on our own without you. You know, yeah. it, where the hosting happens, that's going to, those cards are going to fall where they may. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, but as content creators, you know, that's what I started. I didn't start this podcasting to start a business. I just kind of fell into it. So in yeah. the end, I'm still a creator first and foremost. 
And I think that's maybe part of the problem too. And some, you know, you and I've talked about this, that, you know, you podcast, I podcast, Rob Walsh podcast. Um, Mm-hmm. But a lot of the other major groups, they don't, they don't podcast. Their leadership yeah. doesn't podcast. Yeah. They don't know. They don't know the grind. Yeah. You know, they don't know what it sucks to have a, a one star iTunes or Apple podcast review or y- y- not get a comment from a show. They, they, they haven't, they haven't had that challenge. They don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would agree with you, Todd. I think that's a big shift in this medium over the last, you know, 10 years is the shift away from people b- being involved in the medium professionally that aren't involved in doing podcasts themselves. I mean, yeah. for most you know, the early days of this medium, everybody that was involved in it was a podcaster, right? Yeah. So, um, and that's, you know, and I guess, Todd, I mean, that can probably c- come across as kind of like us. Yeah. Maybe playing playing a little bit of an elitism game that somehow we're we're better than all these people, but it it's 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 not really about that. It's it's more about you know, can you understand what the issues are? Yes, and I think that's that's I, the challenge. I have yeah. I have it's here. I'm using words that are beyond my vocabulary. You guys got to remember, I, I grew up just country boy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I do, I do have a degree, but it, it was in aviation fixing things, you know, uh, but so I guess the correct word is empathy. I have empathy for podcasters. Is that yeah. the right word to use? Empathy? We can, empath- you know, or we're sympathetic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we can associate. Right, right. Right. And I think that's, that's the key, key thing that if you look at both you and I and Rob. Yeah. We, we can all, we've been there the whole duration. We've sent, we've been there since the beginning. We've experienced the highs and the lows. We've, we've, uh, had our frustrations. We've had our shows come and go. Um, well, probably me more than you guys. Um, you guys have been pretty consistent. Well, you, 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 you I've changed, been all over the map. Cause you've changed employers every two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and podcasts. I've probably pod, pod faded way more than you guys have. So, well, I, I pod faded on one of my own shows and I'm trying to resurrect it. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not immune. No, no, no. <laughs> Nobody's immune from pod fading. That's no. for sure. Yeah. So. And anyway. I think listeners are uh, also not immune to going away from shows for a little while too. So. Yeah. Taking a break. Yeah. They need a break from, from me or you. <laughs> That's right. It's hard to hear, hearing that droning voice. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I just, you know, so this morning when I was, you know, thinking about this, I'm it just my frustration, you know, <laughs> if I spoke the way I really wanted to speak, I'd have, I would be labeled to, because sometimes you just want to <laughs> yell. <laughs> sometimes you just want to yell. Uh, this is why I don't have uh, any, don't do any customer service stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and Todd, sometimes you walk right up to the line on your Facebook posts too. It's like, eh, do I want to go that far? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I just think that, uh, and, and I, you know, we have opinions and that's what we are. We're podcasters. We have opinions and it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. We have dialogue. That's why, you know, that's one thing, Rob, podcasters have dialogue. 
Isn't that, isn't that a unique concept? <laughs> yes. And we have these microphones. That's right. Yeah, that's my, what makes us different. <laughs> my, my grandfather, uh, he lived to be 99 years old, but uh, right up until his dying days, he would nothing more than love to have, you know, like, you know, his friends or whatever, and they jawing about, you know, the politics or whatever the day. And he would purposely just pick, he would become the devil's advocate just on purpose, just to, to liven up the debate, <laughs> you know, and, and, yeah. and, and, and drop a turd in the middle of a, a conversation, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, and I think that's what podcasters are good at is uh, having this, you know, having these conversations. And I think that's why the medium is as raging popular as it is. Um, and it's, you hear a little diversity in, in the, in the, in the spoken word too. So, uh, I'm just, you know, I just, for use of the user podcasting, just help these new podcasters, help us make them successful. And we're going to do our best to work hard to hopefully build audience. Cause we know this is Rob, you, you know, you've been harping on this for a long time. The audience piece, I think you, of you know, that's your campaign. You've been on that campaign for since, you know, for a millennia here. So, but I, I think it's becoming more and more important. Yeah, it is. The, the more content that we have, the more important audiences. And, and I, 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 I don't know where we're at with that. You know, there's no common metric that's out there that we can track audience. Yeah. I think though, um, you know, we see the volume of <clears throat> listeners going up. Um, but I think what that really relates to though is, you know, it's that circles of influence, um, six separations, you know, whatever that, you know, that theory is. Um, mm -hmm. But if you have new podcasters coming into the space, they're at least then exposing to their circle, their immediate, you know, if they, let's say it, uh, it's a, it's a two, two person podcast. Mm -hmm. There's at least, you know, them and maybe a boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other. That's one level. And then they've got mom, dad, grandpa. That's another level. Aunts, uncles, cousins, and then their friends. And, you know, because, you know, even though some of my aunts have no understanding about podcasting, they tell me my nephew, you know, he, he podcasts and he's, you go mm -hmm. check him out. So mm -hmm. we do have this circle of influence increasing by the number of podcasters, which are going to bring more people in. Um, to maybe to listen to those shows and then explore outwards. But podcasting today, I think is, uh, the word is known. People know what they are. Um, mm -hmm. so I, I don't think that we have any issue there. Mm -hmm. Um, but right. Just get someone to subscribe or to listen to a show is, is key. But you know, mm -hmm. the, you know, that goes right back again to fundamentals. What are we doing in our shows for that? One stray, let's just call him a stray, that stray, you know, that stray person that wanders into the yard. It's like that stray cat. Do you, do you yell at it and chew him off or do you give them some milk and feed them and send and then hope they come back again? Well, yeah. cats, you don't want them to come back. That's a bad analogy, but um, you want them to hit subscribe, right? You, yeah. you want them to hit subscribe. So in our shows, are we making sure we're in? giving them an opportunity to subscribe and telling them where to go to subscribe besides sending them to Apple podcasts. I, I love Apple podcasts. 
But if that listener is an Android listener, I listen to, I mean, I, I sample, I've told you, I sample 100 shows every two weeks. Mm-hmm. 80% of them never, ever, ever, ever mention the word Android and how to subscribe on the show. We're our own worst enemy. Yeah. Well, and a lot of the platforms, you know, like Spotify is another example. I don't believe that they they have a sub, a subscribe um, type of an approach. Well, that's um, that's a one-off, and we understand that. But we still, yeah. within our shows, if someone's listening on Spotify, you can yeah. tell them, hey, come over to my website at, you know, such and such, such and such, wherever mm-hmm. you may, wherever your show may live. Mm-hmm. And... You can subscribe right on the website. Once you get there, you can click and you can subscribe on Android, subscribe on podcasts. That way you'll never miss a single episode. If it, as long as we're doing that every episode, tell it, yeah. if you don't do it every episode, that stray that wanders in and does that one time listen, you know, you, at least you've triggered them. <laughs> There's that triggered word. You've triggered them to say, oh, I can subscribe to this podcast. Maybe they don't subscribe to yours, but maybe they'll subscribe to the next one. So it's, it's a collective effort here. Todd, do we think that, um, <clears throat> looking long-term that the, the analogy of subscribe is something that you think will, will last? Well, according to Apple podcast, download is still King. So I would say yes. Okay. For the midterm, again, does, do we care? Well, I guess my, my question really comes from more of a practical perspective. Yeah. Um, do we, um, the ideology of subscribe, um, really could just be taken down to the level of metadata, right? It doesn't have right, to right, get right. to the media file, right? But um, people better pray. The way some podcasters are running their shows, they better yeah. pray people subscribe because otherwise, how do they even find them? Yeah. Well, it's also, you know, be- becoming a reoccurring experience in listeners' lives and your audience's lives. How, how right. do you, the whole premise, and I guess this gets back to the very foundation of what podcasting, what it was birthed on, the concept of, and that's convenience. And what I see starting to happen as we move more towards the streaming direction is that we're starting to lose that. We're starting to think that convenience is more about just being able to click the play button versus the convenience of subscribing and getting the media file delivered to you. Um, Maybe there isn't a big difference. Maybe just having the media metadata delivered to you is good enough, right? I mean, if we always have internet connections, why do we have to download the file? You know, those are questions, but I'm not sure that we've matured the medium enough to help people understand um, that maybe subscribe doesn't have to be a download. Maybe subscribe is a download of the metadata. I don't know, Todd. I mean, I'm just throwing this out as you look to the future. um, Is an automated pull on the media file in every situation um, the direction this medium is going to go? Or is it going to be you subscribe or your favorite you know, which, which is another term that some platforms use. I know that the Spreaker um, podcast radio app for iOS and Android uses the, uh, the term favorite, right? Which uh, maybe is a little bit of a looser, looser connection to 
a show than the word subscribe. I think subscribe is a term to describe a pretty significant commitment, right? Um, where favorite means it's like, okay, it's like a bookmark favorite in your browser. Um, but is that where we're going with this uh, ubiquitous internet access where the, the, the media file can be pulled from the server at any moment versus the, the reason that we did the synchronization because is we had to transfer it to that iPod that you were holding up earlier on, Todd. Yeah, it's, it's, I think that's what a lot of people have been trying to come to grips with is this exact what you're talking about yeah. and, until there's, you know, here's the, here's the, you know, I just look at my lifestyle and for me, I'm on the go a lot and just like everyone else, I li- my phone doesn't leave my side. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's my, you know, people used to say when you got married, you had a, you know, eight pound bowling ball attached to your leg. And that might still be true, but you know, you've got this, this is the other bowling ball is this mobile device. And, yeah. um, <clears throat> and always trying to make sure it keeps charged. But I, I, I even if, it, so what, I, let's say I get uh, news flash alerts, which happens on my phone I, and it comes up and it flashes, goes, Oh yeah, that's cool. And I, and I look yeah. away. So if I have a news flash that Geek News Central, a new media show, or the Spreaker Live show is updated, oh, that's cool. Uh, great. And I, I, I continue doing what I'm doing because I don't have time to react right then. Mm-hmm. But do I remember that? Because three seconds later, I get a notice that uh, from Facebook or I get a notice from Twitter or whatever, and I'm just being inundated with it. So, you know, two days later, I go, oh, yeah, that, oh, that Spreaker Live thing. Let me go find that. Well. I think until we find out, find a way to have it stick, that notification stick and say, this is important. You haven't reacted to it. You haven't listened to it. Until we can get it to stick, I I don't see how we overcome that hurdle. Um, It's a complicated. Well, yeah, I mean, Todd, stick is commitment, right? A stick is equivalent. I don't think there's a- anything more equivalent or more um, committed to than the word subscribe. Right. right? Um, anything less than that um, mm-hmm. feels like it's it it's a half commitment. Right? right. It's almost like you know, okay, it's it's here, but am I really committed to it? So what what you're really talking about is the commitment on the part of the listener. So how do we, how do we bridge this divide? Because it, it feels like to me that in the past, anyway, making that commitment to subscribe and download was a commitment that that listener made to that content. And, and they felt like, well, I, I paid for that content to be delivered. I better well listen to it. Right. Um, where maybe if it's just metadata, maybe people feel less committed to it. But, so, but how do you get that metadata to and I'm using the word stick because I don't know other word to use. How do you get that metadata to be there reminding you you've got content? You've got mail. How do you, how do you, well, I mean, how do we do that with a subscription, Todd? It's the same, same well, challenge, it's, right? Well, it's just metadata or versus a media file. But it's, it's at least the app icon is there saying podcast, podcast, well, pocket cast, yeah. overcast, whatever it may be. And People are used to that today, though, Todd, they, with, the, with their messaging. Of right? course, but 
But yeah. But a lot of people are saying subscribe is dead. Well, okay, then what do you want to do? How do we get people to commit to listen to the show? Like you're just implying here. Yeah. You know, I, I want you to subscribe. Go to newmediashow.com and subscribe. Click on the subscribe button, please. <laughs> yeah, that's, that takes commitment. That, that says I'm going to go here and right. I'm going to take this action and then I'm going to get this result from that action. Within the right. first six, 60 to 90 seconds of my show, I have told the new listeners to go to my website. I even bring it up on the screen. I bring it up on the screen and show them the page if they're watching the video. And I describe where on the web page where they go to click the button to subscribe. I do that within the first 90 seconds of my podcast because that's when the new listeners are going to be in or they're going to be leaving. So I, yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I, I think subscribe is with us for the near future. But, you know, Spotify, the big thing about Spotify, I can't find anything in Spotify. <laughs> Good, you know, it's it is a okay. You load it, you search, type the name. Nope, that didn't work. Type the name. Oh, yep, they got the name right this time. Yeah. Maybe I'm old. Someone tell me what I'm doing wrong. What is the attraction? How are you finding the content that you want to listen to? Does it just show up? Is it part of a playlist? You know, how are you? Because we did get some emails from some folks that are um, on Spotify and they were showing great numbers. So the, the examples yeah. we were sent, uh, six, seven, eight percent of their audience was listening on Spotify, which frankly blew me away. So they got something going on over there. Well, I'm sure, Todd, that they're they're sharing links to their show page on Spotify. I mean, or they're in social or they're putting it on their website or it's, you know, all right. So that's, that's some other way that people are finding it. Uh, And I think that's an important thing to think about too, is, is I I think a lot of listeners use Google to find their podcasts. Oh, that is just logical sense to me. That just, I, I, I use Google as a tool to get them to the website by having found other content and then discover the podcast. Yeah, they'll find it if they search the name, but I'd rather them search a review on uh, Samsung such and such TV and come to the website. And say, oh, there's a podcast with on this site as well. Click. Well, that's going to happen too. Yeah. So, so then that's round two. And I do, I do appreciate everyone that sent emails. Um, we didn't have yeah. anyone send an email that showed less than 6% of their audience was on Spotify. So maybe yeah. we only got response from those of you that. So yeah, there's a little self-selecting going on there, probably. Right, but if if you yeah. so let's let's just if you have less than six percent listening to your show on Spotify, please send us an email as well. It could be uh, Todd at Blueberry.com or uh, uh, Rob at uh, Voxnest.com. Either one um, will get to us. But the second part of this um, evolution is. How are you promoting Spotify in your, those of you that are successfully getting six, eight and 10% of your audience listening on Spotify, what is, what are you doing? How are you, how are you making that happen? That's the next part that we need to answer because I don't know. So please school these two old podcasting dudes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's true. 
So I, I know we've been all over the place here. Um, but I think this is good stuff. At least I think mm. it is. Maybe everyone else has left, but. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, yeah. uh, I think, Rob, you know, you, you've brought this topic up before about the, is subscribe still valid? And where does it head? And hmm, I'm to look for some input from the audience. You know, my analogy or my philosophy is always, but I don't care how they get it, as long as they get it. I don't care if they come to the website. I don't come. I don't care if they go to Stitcher. I don't care if they go to Apple. I don't care how they get the content, as long as they get the content, and as long as yeah. my content's everywhere where people are listening to content. Yeah. There's lots of places you can get the content now. Right. That's huge. You know, that like yeah. I go through the list, there's like, you know, 15 things that I list off where they can go find the show. And after a while, it becomes a little bit daunting to communicate that into your show every week, too. I mean, I find it challenging, even on my own, my own show, to share all the places to listen to my podcast. And is even mentioning all that in your show effective? Yeah. So here's, I don't know. So here's, know. here's what I say. You can watch the show on Roku via the Tech Podcast channel, or you can search for the show on Apple TV. You can listen on Stitcher or Blueberry.com. If you have a smart home device like the Amazon device or the Google Home or the Microsoft, all you have to tell those devices do is play the podcast, Geek News Central. And, 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 and I just go on, you know, and I just, that's 45, 60 seconds I spend telling the audience every show where they can go and get the podcast. But I don't do so, that for I do that for the new listeners. Yeah, that's true. Where are the new listeners finding your show, though? That's that's my I question. I don't care. You. I don't care where they. No, find I mean, okay. But if they're finding you already, well, it's true. And most of them have probably come through the website. If that's the case, then you've told them where else they can get that's, your show. So I hit them both ways. I hit them on the website. I hit them in the show. It, the main thing is I'm just, it's a reinforcement. The ultimate cause, I want them to subscribe. Yeah. You know, they go over there and say, oh, subscribe, click, you know, <gasps> then they're subscribed. And if they're not a regular listener, hopefully they become a regular listener. It It's persistence and long tail here. And I haven't changed that from episode you know, well, there was no Apple podcast in the beginning was come to the website and subscribe via your favorite podcatcher with my RSS feed. That was the, that was all we could say on episode number one back in but the I, old days. But I do wonder if we're going to run into a time here where there's just so many places and is it a good use of your time or the listener's time? to talk about all that stuff so if someone, every episode. So if someone has come into my, uh, Rob, my show's still growing. I'm still have a, I still have the same sponsor since 2005. I know, I know, I know. So something's working. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just asking the question, is it better to get into the content or is it better to talk about all its distribution? And I, I guess that's, that's what I'm starting to wrestle with is, yeah. and wondering about, right. Um, I mean, at some point, it's not going to make sense to talk about your distribution in, in your show every week, I would think, right? Oh, I don't know. It scares me to think about, because then, so I do that for the 10, 20, 30, 40, 100 
that have come to the show and listened for the first time? Yeah, I guess if you, there's a lot of churn in podcasting too, and I think I'll, we don't talk about that enough. I know when I was working on Zune, um, I saw a lot of data, which I don't get to see as much anymore as I used to, but just the churn of listeners around subscriptions, you know, like we were talking about subscriptions earlier and, and there was like a 50% churn week over week on subscriptions. People were trying new shows out. People were unsubscribing. People were resubscribing. We just saw a lot of activity around that. And I, I don't know if that's happening as much now. Um, I haven't seen that, that data in a long time around churn around subscriptions um, or whether or not people are just coming in and clicking the play button, you know, like they have their favorite show, but they just go back to, they have a bookmarked on their phone or they have it located somewhere and they just go back in and then click the new episode. Right. And just yeah. listen to it, you know, off the play button. The, la- the last survey I did, and I haven't done one in a couple of years, I had a, a line that went in is, have you unsubscribed and resubscribed to the show? I asked that in the survey and there wasn't a probably not enough statistical data to really get a firm grip on what was going on but my indications were that people were listening to the show for about two years and then they take a break they take a two to three year break and come back now okay two to three year break and come back yeah yeah, people. It was a long time, time table. So, but I've been, Rob, we've been in it 14 years. I know, I know, Todd, but it's, it's amazing to think about it like that, right? <laughs> that people listen to your show for a year or two, then they quit for two or three years. And they, call, and they come and back they, and listen to it get, again. I get an email, hey, I'm back. I haven't listened to the show for a couple of years. I'm back to listening. I get them all I mean, the time. A lot of stuff can happen, right? The, yeah. They, they have a baby. They, <laughs> They get a new job. They right. are just too busy to listen to podcasts. Right. And they get they, they get some extra time and they come back. Or, or they get right. sick of me or I pissed them off or something. Yeah, yeah well, that, <laughs> now that never happens. <laughs> you know, so, you know, so, you know, I, at this, you know, and, and some, some folks are like, I've only been doing my podcast for 12 months. So I don't have that problem yet. You know, but so that's the key here this is the you know i'm 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 thinking where's the show going to be in 10 years i'm 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 planning where my show's going to be in 10 years you know so but i'm going to be very entertained to see you do your show um 10 years from now that'll be interesting that'll definitely well, how will your show have changed yeah from 10 years into the future right than, yeah. than what it is today yeah and i go back and i listen to you do hey you've been doing this a few years go back and listen to some episodes <laughs> go back go back and enforce and, and, and yourself to listen to some episodes 20 year time span on doing a podcast that's the ultimate testament to uh, marathon podcasting. We should coin a new term. Well, who's who's going to make it from the original group that started in 04 is going to make it to 2024? I don't know. The, the, uh-huh. at, at, I mean, if you think about it, at some point, they're all going to start dying off. <laughs> <laughs> Me included. <laughs> That's why I'm going to the gym five days a week. Oh. He wants to keep podcasting. No, I want to right. be around. I'm, you know, I'm having too much fun. Yeah. But on a serious note, though, I, I you're talking about going to the gym and, you know, and being around for a while. 
we've, we've lost some people this week. If you, and I'm just doing this as a PSA here. If you're having mental depression issues, we want you to talk to someone, please, 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 yeah. please. This is a big problem in this country right now. You know, suicide is a, a big deal. So please, please talk to someone. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a national hotlines. I don't have that number, but just Google it. They're there to help. You know, if you're having depression issues, you know, it's talk to somebody, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In um, and, and your podcast, hey, I'm going to tell you, Rob, when my dad died, um, my mom and I did a podcast and it was therapy. It was, it was, we only did like 30 episodes or so, but it was the best therapy ever. Mm-hmm. And also podcasting can be a form of therapy. So. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think uh, didn't, didn't Lipson um, put out a post on Facebook um, asking for podcasts that talk about mental health to, to submit to them um, so they can promote them, which yeah. I thought was a smart, it was a smart thing to do. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. This is a pride month too. So we put up a post out yesterday on good LGBTQ shows to listen to as well. So <clears throat> yeah. yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. Anyway, I, I got it's completely sidetracked now. Um, I don't know. I, I guess we'll just see what happens with the space, but uh, it's it's not the sprint; it's the marathon. And but again, in order to be able to support the marathon, we have to have the listeners, and ultimately, we need to get some money in people's pockets. That's you know, that's what we have to continue to work on too. Some mm-hmm. don't care about the money, but for some, it's really important. Yeah. Well, Todd, the the activity over in Europe around podcasting continues. Uh, next week is going to be another event over there. I'm not going over there for this one, but it's the it's the podcast days um, in the UK um, mm. <clears throat> that's going on over there. And there's quite a few U.S. based uh, podcast folks that are going to be over at that event. Um, just wanted to mention. I mean, Europe is definitely picking up in its attention towards the podcasting medium. Um, I think Tom Webster is going to be over there and a few other folks from the U S uh, it's part of radio days over in Europe. It's a pretty good size event that's going on over there. So just wanted to mention that as we start thinking, um, and getting more engaged in the global scale of this medium, um, there's a lot of activity going on down in Australia and, and I guess I'm getting pulled into some of this stuff too. And, and I'm just seeing more and more people from the U.S. getting pulled overseas to uh, to do stuff around podcasting right now, which I think is really interesting. So, Rob, uh, going back to your trip to Portugal, how was yep. your message received? Well, keep in mind who my audience was. My audience was uh, journalists and big brands from around the world. Like uh, we had the folks from Volkswagen. Um, there in the audience, we also had uh, the the leadership team from Greenpeace was in the audience, uh, but a lot of journalism organizations from all, all over the world, you know, basically media companies essentially. Um, but you know, and th- they were all really focused on trying to say, okay, we're a journalistic enterprise. <clears throat> How can we take what we do, which is basically write stories, news stories? 
and um, translate that into a audio program, a, a podcast. So that's what the premise of the whole thing was. Is and so there was myself and uh, one other person who's a a journalism professor that teaches uh, storytelling and is very focused on audio. So we kind of teamed up and taught both ends of the spectrum. Um, and it, and it was really good. And I'm probably going to get pulled into doing more of these kind of things where, where, where we work with, um, the content side and then I'm more kind of on the, the nuts and bolts, right. Of how to do it, how to launch it, how to promote it, how to market it, how to, how to, uh, format the, the launch of a new show, um, which is what I shared at the event. Um, so just these basics. So you have to have the complete picture. It isn't just being able to tell a story, right? It's be able to <clears throat> put the show together, get it distributed, get it, um, in all of the listening platforms. Those are all important skills that, um, these media companies need to have. So it almost sounds like my podcast boot camp type of thing I was doing there for a while. Yeah. The only difference was, is my sessions were very short. I only had, I don't know, I don't know, we had less than an hour to get it wow. all presented to everybody. Um, two days. So, but. And I do three days locked in a room. Yeah. Yeah. All day long. Right. <laughs> right. And, and, it, gotta, and it's fire hose the entire time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's a lot to cover. And I, I was really clear with them on that. I said, you know, this is just a scratch. Uh, of the surface of what you need to know to get this done. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'll be back next year too, probably the same place doing the same thing, but maybe we'll do an advanced course next year or something. But, um, but I'm getting, I'm getting asks from other places around the country too, that are, are around the world that want to put on these type of workshops as well. So, but it is very focused on storytelling. Right. Um, and that's, that's the part. And that's why earlier on I was a little sensitive to that because I just kind of sense the, the, the shift happening to everything is about storytelling now. Um, and it's, I don't know if that's good or bad sometimes. I mean, it feels like it's, it's good depending on what the community is that's looking at the medium. So. Well, it's, if the storytelling is done in a way that's not contrived and uh, agenda driven through commercial interest, I think it's great. You no, know, it's, I, I it's think, usually not, you know. Yeah. So the, you know, the commercial entities are going to have to figure out how to, how to thread that needle there to not annoy people, but at the same time tell and get their message out. And I, I think there's room for everything. You know, for a while there, we had, you know, what was it? We had about a run of about 18 months. Everyone wanted to do an entrepreneur uh, show. You know, that was, that's kind of calmed down a little bit. Yeah. And then 2009, 2010, everybody wanted to do a, you know, a comedy podcast. I mean, we're going through these phases, right? And I guess, you know, what's the next phase after storytelling? What's yep. the next new genre that's bubbling out there? I think it's young people in this medium, I think PodCon is going to come back next year. I'm, I, I'm assuming. And, um, I think there's just going to be kind of, you know, that's going to be a, a up and coming genre of the, of the podcasting sector. I, I've always said that we need more storytellers. And if we do have true storytellers coming on, mm -hmm. uh, I think there's plenty of, uh, I think more the merrier. 
I'd rather see more storyteller type shows than seeing um, more entrepreneur shows personally. Because I think the story. Yeah, I would too. Because the storyteller shows, I think, is going to help drive and build a bigger audience. Um, Especially if we can get some that have the same type of movement of some of these big storytelling type of shows I've had. If we can get, you know, a show that brings in a million listeners, that advances the medium a lot. So, uh, yeah, more stuff. Yeah. I mean, I I agree with you. I I do kind of, I was thinking about, I created a slide uh, for my, for one of the presentations that I've done here recently. And it, I, I had two columns on, on the slide. One was, um, kind of, kind of reality based, uh, podcasts. And then on the other side was, uh, fictional. And what I, what I realized when I was going through the reality side of that slide was that, you know, reality basically encapsulates lots of different genres of content in the podcasting space today. Um, but the fictional side, the list was pretty short, right? Um, I just kind of wonder if there's more opportunity as you look to the future for the fictional side of storytelling that we haven't seen, um, explored yet. That's, you know, that's when you get into some like super creative folks. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the Hollywood folks. right? Right, right. So I fully expect the TV folks to exploit this to the 10th degree. Um, you know, my recent talks coming out of NAB uh, with some very, very, very top level people at some very top level organizations that you subscribe to on your pay TV service. Um, they've got big ideas and, and budget that they're applying. You know, yeah. podcasting budget is a rounding error for them in show production. Yeah. Uh as it should be. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. So they put $100,000 on a, you know, a, 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 a single episode of a, a sitcom or whatever it may be and, you know, throw $5,000 at the podcast budget uh, per episode. And you can do a lot of cool things with that type of money. So, Well, Todd, I'll, I'll invite uh, Casey Whalen on. Uh, you know, he's the guy that did the We're Alive series. Oh, yeah. Uh, and see if he'll he'll join us on the show sometime because he's part of that Hollywood scene down there and doing fictional stuff. Yeah. So so it'd be interesting to get his his take on where we are with that because I think it's one of those uh, unexplored territories that he's been pioneering since I don't know 2009. Um, I mean he was one of the the early guys to to get into fully dramas, um, and I, I don't know where we are with that. I. I would have thought that it would have grown a lot faster than it has at this point. You know, if you look at uh, YouTube and some of the stuff that's popular over there right now, you know, the stuff I'm following are lifestyle type vlogs. Um, Uh You know, there's, there's a couple of them. I just absolutely, and and I talk about waiting for the episode to pop. I know they, they announced their publishing time and, um, and I'm like hitting refresh on the YouTube page, wait for it to load. And there's a couple of, of, uh, shows that I really enthralled with over there. And they're about 14, 15 minutes. And, uh, um, and of course they've got millions of subscribers as they should, because it's really that good. But the work they're doing to put that together is massive. Um, so I think that, 
lifestyle, if someone has an active lifestyle, and if they could have, uh, um, and I think that uh, someone that attempted to do this was, um, oh, what's the guy in New York, uh, wine dude, um, uh, in your oh, face. Oh, Gary Venerchuk. Yeah, yeah, Gary. Yeah. You know, he, I think he's tried to do, to copy that model. But if you have the financial resources and you have a lifestyle that's kind of global, that's moving around, I think there's huge opportunity for a podcast that uh, um, covered that in some detail. That, you know, it's almost like um, you know, some of those uh, reality shows type thing. You, it's, it's a real life living reality show. Um, yeah. I think those those types of things would be good in the podcasting space. Most of us live boring, dull, dull lives. We get up in the morning, we take a shower, we brush our teeth, we shave, uh, put our makeup on, uh, and then you know, get in our cars, go to work, and uh, come home and do laundry, and uh, you know, feed the kids and put them in bed. And you know, that's most of us are pretty dull. Yeah. And it's yeah. life, you know, and. Um, so some people live some pretty extraordinary lifestyles. They live in that fast lane. And I think those fast lane type, you know, many of us wish we could. And of course, if we did, we would probably fall over in exhaustion. But I think that uh, some of those types of shows would be really, really good. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's more of a, what, a celebrity lifestyle? Kind right. Of, kind, kind of, of like concept. that. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like that. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, it, it it's just uh, it's you know stuff that's out there right now that is well, that's cool. Uh, well, like uh, Casey, yeah, Neistat, he's, he's doing some yeah. cool stuff too right now. You I know, mean, that's that's the, that's the kind of I I think um, person or personality or type of program you're talking right. about, right? The the person that the show that I really love, my number one favorite, and I shouldn't even say this because I'm a podcaster. I'm not supposed to like YouTube. Um, the number one show that I love right now on YouTube is done by a guy by the name of John Olson, J O N O L S S O N. Um, incredible vlogging, incredible lifestyle. This guy's pretty renowned. Once you've seen him, you'll know who he is. Um, but, uh, he's, uh, sponsored by Red Bull and that type of stuff. So it's that type of a guy. And, mm-hmm. um, but incredible stuff they're doing on YouTube. It's an incredible channel. And, I, and the, you learn a lot, you know, it's like you look at stuff and like, Oh, I can use that. I can, that's an interesting twist or, you know, you, you learn from these uh, good creators on stuff that you can do in your own, it, you know, translates down into your regular podcast too. Well, speaking of that next week is uh, VidCon down in Los Angeles, down in, down at the Anaheim, Anaheim convention center. Um, I was tempted to go down there to that just because uh, that's just a huge influx of online media creators yep. that are, that, that tend to go there, but it is very video centric. Um, and I guess, you know, that's kind of an epicenter of, um, you know, the type of people that I, I think can, can become very good podcasters potentially. Um, I we've, don't know, Todd, did, we've did, seen some, do you ever go, Go down there to that? I or? haven't, haven't been to that, but I've seen some recent transitions from YouTubers that are doing podcasts as well. And, uh, they're doing very, very well. I mean, yeah. uh, and they're off the radar, but, uh, you oh, know, going from podcasting to YouTube, no, is that what you're from saying? YouTube, going the other way? yeah, going the other okay. way. There's uh, okay. some that have really successfully transitioned. And I mean, like 
really successful to the point where you're like, huh? <laughs> you know, and you're doing a million downloads an episode. You're like, what? You know, so it's, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. But when you have yeah. 13 million YouTube fans and you start a podcast, you know. Todd, so where does radio fit into this? I've been thinking <laughs> a lot about this from, from the standpoint of, you know, you start looking at radio long-term and, and is, is radio, you think, are they going to have this last ditch effort or it's like, um, let's take popular podcasts. And I know this is not a new concept, but I just wonder if it's really going to start happening more and more is, uh, taking these popular podcasts and putting them on the air. I mean, are, are we kind of reaching a point of desperation on the radio side that that's, that's what's going to wind up happening? Well, I don't want to really reveal too much, but I'll tell you this much, that those that get it are looking at podcasts that they like and doing probably what they do best, and that's syndication-type deals. And not yeah. necessarily syndication on air. So what is every, uh, I, I, I have to be careful here. And just, let's put it this way. They're looking at shows. Those that are smart are looking at podcasts to use in a variety of ways. And, and it, the key here is your, the podcaster's format is likely not going to have to change. Yeah. Yeah. I, it doesn't have to, right. You know, that's what radio needs to realize is that it doesn't the format of podcasting doesn't have to change to get on the air. Right. And I know when, back in the early days, Todd, there was a radio station in San Francisco. I think a lot of people don't realize yep. this, but CBS radio back in, I think it was 2005, yep. had a couple of radio stations that were, you could go to this station's website and upload your audio. My show was in rotation over there. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was too at one point. Mm -hmm. uh, and they would actually play it in a rotational schedule. It, it wasn't a live radio station. It was like they would play. It's basically a playlist, but it was over the air. Over it the was air. Playing over the it air. was going out yeah. of tower. Yeah, it was an yeah, FM station. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's been done before. I mean, you know, I've had experience with that. You have. Um, I just wonder if that's what's ultimately going to wind up happening here. Um Right. Uh, shows are going to be created first as digital properties, right? They're, they're going to be created as podcasts first, and then they're going to be made available on these over-the-air stations. It's just going to be another place to distribute the content. Well, they're just going to use the same model. They're just going to use the same model that they perfected already is the syndication model. No one's done it better than radio. So, yeah. but on it, satellite stuff, is that what you're saying? Well, no, I'm just saying they're going to go and okay. So example. Uh, let's just use, well, but I, just I, I can't use it. I can't use a, well, I have to use a controversial name because it, 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 okay, let's look at Rush Limbaugh. He's on 800 radio stations or something like that. FM, yeah. AM everywhere. So, okay. He gets paid for that syndication. He is ever, he has advertising in his show and the, and the station runs advertising around it. He doesn't have a tower. He just records his show from his studio in Florida. So, or is he doing it live, Todd? Well, he's doing it live. He's live. Yeah, yeah. Live. I think that's the key key difference here. It is. It is a difference. But 
there's not much of a stretch. <laughs> there's not much of a stretch from doing a podcast like we're live. We could be no, on the sure. radio right now. We'd have yeah, to make sure be. we didn't use the beep words, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which we don't anyway. Right. Too Not too much. So if I slip, have Freudian Fro- <laughs> slip or revert to my sailor days. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> you have no idea. Um, <laughs> don't get you a beer on the air. <laughs> well, my friends always ask me, how do you not cuss on your show? <laughs> so, it, it, it's not that big of a jump. So where it's going to, they're going to have Rob, come on. We know, we know where is radio audience listening going. Timber. Yeah, well, it's a slow timber, but it's going down. Yeah. But if you go to any of these radio events, Todd, they're, they're all like, we're the rulers of the world, man. Keep drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> TikTok, TikTok. It's gonna, hey, it's gonna take twenty years. Let's, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna take time. But I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm planning what my show's gonna be in ten years. You know. So. Tell us, Todd. What's your show gonna no, be like no, in ten it's, years? It's, but if you think about radio, is radio thinking past next week? Most of them act like. Not next quarter. Right. That's as far as they think. Or the next ratings uh, time, you know? Yeah. It's, we got a long ways to go with the radio folks. Yeah. Some are listening. Some. And I had really good conversations at NAB. But again, how many radio stations? Well, (laughs) you got clear, you know, not clear, but iHeart. They own what? Most of them. Most of them. Yeah. Yeah. 850 or a thousand or something. Yeah. Like then that. you've got, you know, then you've got the handful of other folks that own 40, 50, a hundred here and there, you know, that, yeah, yeah. 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 So you, then yep. you, then, then what are you left with? Independence. Uh, you're left with church. You know, how many church stations are there? Huge number of church stations. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, and then some, some public broadcasting stations. And then the low low power FM folks that have been yeah. ramping up over the last couple of years, yeah. <laughs> they can reach three miles. So again, limited reach. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Let's we'll see what happens to the radio folks. I'm sometimes you just want to take a two by four to their head because <laughs> <laughs> they just you know it, they are full of themselves. I I the, you, actually radio people remind me of venture capitalists. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. If you think about it, have you met very many venture capitalists? Uh oh yeah. Over the years. Okay. Sure. Just think about their personality and radio people. It's almost the same. <laughs> <laughs> one has more money than the other one. Well, it's true. <laughs> one has money, the other one don't. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But yeah. if they can't afford, you know, and if, if I'm if I'm yeah. talking to radio stations and I and I do every week, if I'm talking to them and they say well, we don't have no budget. Well, I'm like, if you have no budget for a podcast, you're done. <laughs> you're done. Yeah, you know, really? You don't have a budget for a podcast? Well, they probably have a budget. They just don't feel like it's worth expending that budget on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it's still it's, it's just a podcast, Todd. Come on. You know, and I and I'm like this. Do anything? I, I said, do you guys hire interns? Do you have? You know, I'm like this doesn't have to be an expensive evolution. You know, and oh man. Well, that's that's what I'm always fighting against, Todd. Is this expectation that it's got to be this huge production? Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like, well, if you're going to do a quality podcast, you have to have this, 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 and this, and this. I go, no, 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 and that. Can you imagine <laughs> us being on the radio every day and showing up, not knowing what we're talking about, and have a program manager having a meeting the day before asking what we're going to cover? They would flip out. Well, a lot of those those shock jocks, Todd, they they have some idea what they're going to talk about, but they're, they're riffing it too. It, <laughs> right. I mean, especially if they're they're taking call-ins, you know, they come up with a concept, an idea that they want to talk about in different segments, right. To some degree, but then it's driven by the audience. Right. But you know, and I think we, we kind of lose sight of that. I think yeah. in this medium, because we're not as interactive as call-in talk radio is. Yeah. Um, I think we'd all like to be a little bit more interactive with our audiences, but you know, I hate to say, but the software and the technology hasn't really enabled that to happen yet. Yeah. Um, we're still a long ways off from true interactivity with our audience. I, think, I, I don't know why it's taken so long, Todd, for us to have that. We should have it by now. Well, it's build the tool, Rob. Go out and build one. <laughs> hey, Eileen makes a That's comment. It. She says, don't get Todd started in the F-bombs. So <laughs> I usually don't drop an F-bomb on the show. I don't think I've ever done that before. Maybe I have once. Um, yeah. yeah, those Navy guys, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the that's that, that is a uh, how should we say that that's a uh that's part of the common vocabulary <laughs> actually and i'm being unfair to my navy brother and the navy has cleaned its uh is very oh, yeah. is a very professional organization yes. yeah that type of uh, mongering and uh language is uh, is frowned upon <laughs> yes it is dignified officers don't uh, use the f word yeah right? remember i was an officer i was enlisted so <laughs> uh, i thought you were an officer huh? i was i was a, i was i retired as a senior chief petty officer that's an enlisted senior uh, yeah i was i was a senior enlisted so okay so you're at the upper limit of the enlisted well i wasn't at the top i was one below the top but <clears throat> Okay. Yeah, high enough to get my way <laughs> <laughs> and make policy change and make people's lives miserable if I needed to, or make them very pleasant. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you know, it was, but, you know, getting back on topic here, I think that, uh, you know, radio, I'm, I'm just, I'm a little, uh, a little tired of radio right now. They, they, I am just, too. I burned out too. They're driving me crazy. You want to go to radio events? Oh, they just saying, "Just come on, guys. You know, yeah. get with the program. <laughs> Quit making my life so difficult." <laughs> yeah. Podcasters we'll are. Yeah. Podcasters are a dream to work with compared to radio people. You know, independence, <laughs> a dream. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm getting a little burned out of the radio folks too. But it's going to be interesting to see podcast movement. I've been spending a lot of time focused on podcast movement the last week. Yeah. Um, so trying to get ready for that event uh, and seeing all of the things that are going on there. We've got all, all panels that I'm involved with pulled together. And, yeah. and so things are, things are progressing. 
we're finalizing marketing. I had to buy a new banner, a backdrop, because they're only eight-foot booths. So <laughs> I knew you were going to have to do that. $670. I had to spend an initial 670 because there's not a standard 10-foot booth. <sighs> Fortunately, you can get eight-by-eight backdrops. So Yes, you can. Yeah. It's just now I have two. I have a ten. I have a ten by eight. 10 and by eight. 10. Yeah. Oh. Well, oh, a ten by eight. Yeah, because okay. most booths are not ten feet tall. They're normally eight. Yeah. Oh. No, normal booth size is ten by eight. The top uh, uh, for for a backdrop. Uh, I got you. Okay. Yeah. You can go up higher than that if you wanted to. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I attach to the back poles. I don't attach to. Uh, ex- you know, I don't take a frame. My, uh, my, 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 uh, backdrop fits in a duffel bag. So. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what it should do. Right. Yep. yep. And of course, getting the marketing material ready and coming up with our, our slogan and you know what we're going to use for the show and all that stuff. So that's, yeah, we've been focused on it too. So you're not going to use your serial killer? Not for this one. No, no, not for this no. one. No, because it, we're, we've got something else planned. And I, I think you'll laugh when you see it. I, I, we, you know, we hired a marketing company, and the marketing company's been brilliant. So we're we're very happy with their uh, uh, with their work. So yeah, yeah. Ours is all internal. Yeah, well, um, it's sometimes cheaper just to go outside. Yeah, and have yeah. it's it's better to have someone have a outside look inside the glass window and you know, make suggestions and changes. So yeah, some Fresh of that, eyes. Yeah, sometimes eyes. some of that will yeah. start to be seen over the next uh, six months as we make some major changes. But um it's just, you know, it's mm-hmm. evolution of a or evolution or de evolution of a business, whichever way you want to look at it. De evolution. <laughs> you pray it's not that way, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you've got big offices now. You got a lot of uh Things to live up to. Now, yeah, I got fifty thousand dollars worth of uh, office furniture arriving. Uh, well, they pushed it back, so we're we're. I can't even show pictures of the space right now because it's. <laughs> and we move from this nine hundred square foot office to uh, like thirty five hundred, and uh, the fifty thousand dollars worth of furniture to fill the rest of the office is not in yet, so it looks kind of sparse. <laughs> Yeah. we're doing job interviews next week. And I said, please tell them there's furniture coming. You know, they're going to walk in there and go like, what's going on in here? This is empty. This is a big room. So I've got them all crunched up. Yeah. yeah. So. And office furniture stuff sucks. They get, man, it's expensive. Yeah. Hey, Todd, did you explore around at all? Looking at the, uh, the Apple podcast changes in iOS 12. Yeah, I did. I, 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 Pl- plowed through that. I did, uh, you know, look through it. So interesting what's going to happen with the um, iWatch or Apple Watch. And mm-hmm. that's going to be cool. So I won't have to take my uh, my phone to the, I'll be able to be on the cross trainer with my Apple Watch and listen to shows through my headset. So that's going to be nice. And mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, some good changes. What anything you specifically excited about? Oh, I thought it was interesting uh, that Apple is kind of going going back to the future a little bit uh, around chapters in in the MP3 files. So it's it's interesting that they, which makes a lot of sense versus the AAC, which most people don't use. <laughs> 
for their podcasts. Um, but again, who look? Who's going to look at it? I don't know. It's an interesting question. You know, why did Apple feel like they needed to pull the trigger on this right hmm. now? I don't know. I don't know. It wouldn't have been my my logical. How's that going to be implemented then? How are you going to insert chapter information in an MP3? What's the it's tool? Going to have you, to go in, it's it's going to have to go in the the ID three area. I would but, imagine. But what tool does that? How's that formatted? Well, well, I know that we Spreaker already supports chapters in our our web player, so we have tools that will create chapters in 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 shows right now. So for us, it's it, I, I think it's a pretty simple thing for us to take that metadata and put it into the mp3 file mm. whatever that format is that apple is expecting right now yeah that'll be so, it'd probably be the same format as the aac but how does the aac do it is it just id3 tags with certain formatting or i i would imagine that it would be on here let's let's go look at it i've got a page up i i, I don't know if they've put out a new specification um, I would imagine it would be very similar to what they did with the AAC, I would yeah. imagine. You know, I have a hard time. Okay. You know, you know, if we get enough people asking for it, we'll support it. But we just, how do you know, it's spend the dev time to support 1% or less that's going to use this feature. Um, it's tough. I agree. I mean, do you invest in it before there's any real proof or evidence that there's going to be adoption? I don't, you know. Yeah. There hasn't been a recent history of adoption of interest in a, in uh, chapters, but maybe that had more to do with the uh, AAC than it did uh, the concept. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. Yeah. Hmm. But, but yeah. I don't know if it's worth diving into on the show to talk about how it works, but um, I don't know if there's anything that can be accomplished in these voice speakers um, by having chapters. Maybe that's the play. Well, actually, think about the iHome. Would it disrupt the show to know? No, if the the iHome could send a a signal, that would trigger your phone to do something. Now that would be cool. Um, hmm. But most people aren't looking at their screens anyway, when they're listening to a that's podcast. Right. That's right. So. That's the thing. Mine, mine's uh, in my, you know, my holder for my car, you know, or is it a, a play around, um, basically metadata for, for these smart agents to get into to get into the content more, I don't know. Mm, I, I, don't know. I, I I'm just trying to think what the game plan is here. Why Apple is pulling the trigger? Well, on maybe this maybe they just said, "Well, we support an AAC. Let's just add it for MP3." Maybe it was a simple code fix. So the, you know, some engineer said, "Ah, oh, this is an hour's worth of work. Let me put it. Let me support it." And that's probably what it was. But it's going to shift this whole development issue out to the community, right? Of course. And, but people and all can, of us are going to have to prioritize whether or not we're going to do this, or is there going to be third parties that come up with software that enable you to inject this stuff? Well, I don't, how have they been doing it for AAC? They've been using, I think so far they've had to use it. Most people use the use iTunes or use Apple Podcasts, don't they, to 
to do those tags in there? How do they do them now in AEC? I'm not sure. Yeah, the person to ask is uh, Chris over at MacCast. He's done chapters from the beginning. I'll send him an email and ask him. But I know, you know, you know, we've supported chapters in our, in the Spreaker platform for for years now. So it's just a matter of, you know, porting that information over. Yeah. Um, and mm. and what's the scope? Is the is chapters going to have more ability around images, or is there going to be some sort of a additional metadata layer that they're adding into if here? Could, I don't. If, yeah. if they could have it so it adds a notification to my system, then that's cool because I could put a notification for an advertiser in there. You know, that kind of thing would drive, that's what drives uh, adoption. You know, not chapter markers leading off to some website. So like, like the ability to have a chapter that would display, let's say, a promo code for mm -hmm. an advertiser or something mm -hmm. like that? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Okay. Or yeah. sends a notification to the phone where you can listen, but later on you go to the phone and there's the notification. You go, you can click it and, or notification of here's the link, here's the link. So I send the notification to the phone and you've got, from that episode, you've essentially got the show notes in your mobile. Now that's cool. You know, that, sign yeah. me up, you know. You know, but maybe that's not a, a chapter per se, maybe that's more of like an ad mark or it's something. A, right, a meta tag or something like we've done, yeah, on our system. So, yeah, made a mark. So maybe what maybe what what we all need to come up with is you know kind of like a bigger picture on this, right? Of goals. I mean, that's been one of the challenges I think a lot of advertisers have had is being able to display the promo code in a way. I've always thought that what you would want to do if you have a promo code for a direct response advertiser that you would want to have that somehow stored in your, your app somewhere, or, you know, Rob, so yeah. Wrote this back 10 years ago. Yeah. It, if yeah. you guys want to steal the spec, it's happy to share it. It's, we've already wrote yeah. the spec, yeah. <laughs> but it's because it's from us. Oh no, we can't adopt that. Yeah, right. It's got to be Apple's idea. Or, or you know, or let me build my own, you know? Yeah, So that too. That's okay. All right, well, well... I think we made it through another show. Oh, my God, we did, and then some. All right, folks, so, wow, we, we've covered a lot of ground today, and uh, some of you have stuck with us on YouTube and on Facebook. We appreciate it. I heard Facebook was glitchy today from a... Someone was saying was having problems, but uh, if you're watching on Facebook and those of you that are with us on YouTube, thanks for being here. Those of you that are listening on demand by having been subscribed to the show, the cool cats in the group, <laughs> uh, thanks for being here as well and, uh, and being on the live stream with us. We definitely appreciate your, uh, uh, your participation. Um, Rob, anything from you and how can they contact you? Um, Probably the best place is just on, on Twitter at Rob Greenlee, G-R-E-E-N-L-E-E. And uh, I can be reached in email, rob at voxnest.com, if you want to reach out to me for whatever reason, even if you just want to chat. So give me a call um, or send me an email. Uh, that would be great. And I'm Todd at Blueberry.com or at Geek News is my Twitter address. Um, so, Rob, just a little programming thing. We will be here Saturday. Next Saturday. Saturday, yes. Because my flight doesn't leave until 2, so I'm good. 
So okay. uh, I originally thought my flight was at 10. So I'll be able to host the show next week. And, uh, but yeah, I don't leave until two o'clock and then I'll be out for, uh, one week. Uh, well, I'll actually be out 11 days, but we'll only miss one show. So okay. that'll be the week, uh, whatever. I'll, I'll give you the information, but everyone, thanks for being here and, uh, share the show with your friends, family members, speech, you know, and fellow podcasters. Let's get them schooled up. Everyone take care. We'll see you next time here on the new media show. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye everybody.